Hi, I'm so glad you're joining us. My name is Jason Gant, and I serve as a pastor with kids and families, and we want to be with parents. That's why we started this podcast, where we're interviewing people we think you can learn from, felt needs in our community, great insights of parenting and and uh, and being together with our kids. And uh, today, you're going to learn and hear from Sarah McGinnity. She is the owner uh, and founder of Casey Mom Collective, which is this cool, written by moms for moms um, place here in the Kansas City online uh, arena. It's just really cool great information, but also insights from one mom to another. And they're just trying to do some great stuff here. They're building community as they're taking on major issues, but also offering just great tips and hacks for families. Like you're going to hear about a great uh, M&M activity at the dinner table that's going to help you kind of with your kids and, and parenting, but also you're going to hear the depth of her heart uh, of, of why she's doing this. And so I'm so glad you joined us. So let's jump in. Welcome, Sarah. Thank you. Um, so I am a mom of four. So I have an 11-year-old, 8-year-old, 7-year-old, and a 5-month-old. So we got a busy house. A whole, oh, five months to 11 years. Uh-huh. That, that span is awesome. We took a break. <laughs> we call the baby our dessert baby because we can truly enjoy her because oh, we have no other awesome. little people running around. So it's been an adventure, but one I really loved. Um, and I've been a member of Resurrection for 12 years. Cool. Um, when we first moved to Kansas City with my husband, joined downtown, and now we're at Leewood. Um, but for my professional life, I'm owner of Kansas City Mom Collective, which will celebrate 10 years in July. 10 years. Congratulations. Yeah. Very cool. So it's um, a resource for moms yeah. and parents in Kansas City and started off kind of as a hobby where moms would just get to write about their journeys and now is um, – kind of a multimedia site with resources for moms and community events and um, just other ways to connect moms online and offline. Well, and you have a huge following. First of all, did you envision it to be as big as it is 10 years later? No, because, I mean, social media has changed. Like when we started, there was no Instagram right, at all. Right. Um, like I remember resisting getting on Instagram because <laughs> I thought, well, this is just pictures. Um, and now it's the main way we connect and build community yeah. with people. So. It's the, definitely how many followers do you have? Uh, we reach about 50,000 okay. um, across our different platforms. That's um, just cool. And reach about a million on Facebook every year. What an opportunity. You know, when yeah. I was hoping to interview Sarah, part of the reason was I was impressed by lots of resources, lots of cool stuff. And we'll get into that. Lots of ways to just give information to moms. Mm-hmm. But I was impressed by the the wealth of writers yes. and, and people and how that came together. Tell us about that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, so we um, started off with 12 writers, um, and now we have a team anywhere between, you know, 20 and 30 uh, moms from all, very intentionally trying to get moms from different life perspectives. So right. that's anything from racial diversity to empty nester moms to a mom who's pregnant, yeah. um, single moms, as many perspectives as we can get so that... Every Kansas City mom can come to our site and see themselves in at least one person. I love hearing that because that's what we hope to do too, right? Yes. We're, we're hoping to be a community for all parents, for right. all moms, and they can find a connection here and connection to other moms. I know um, I'm a parent of two teenage daughters, mm-hmm. and the biggest deal for us when my wife and I were reading all that you're supposed to read and getting ready was we had some other people yeah. helping us through that. 
that had had just had kids, and so they were kind of like, "Here, okay, first of all, you, you've read too much. <laughs> like, that was it's like, not going to matter, <laughs> right?" But it was just good to not feel alone. We weren't, yeah. we didn't feel alone, and I know, especially for my wife, um, because there's only so much I can understand as a dad. Right. Um, but uh, you know, as a mom, that's a unique role and mm-hmm. a really important role, a role that is so valuable. Yeah. Um, and so I just I love what you guys are doing. It's great to talk to you today, and. Yeah. And just hear a little bit of your story. And I, you know, as we've talked, um, first of all, you said something to me in our kind of pre-discussion about uh, your your heart, your journalism mm-hmm. heart. And I thought that was an interesting thing. I'd like for you to just give us a little picture of how that connects with your heart. Okay, so I majored in print journalism, which is not right. a thing print anymore. Gone, <laughs> right? Doesn't exist. Yeah. And so I first worked for newspapers as editor of my college newspaper, and then worked for Actually, a program to get teens to read newspapers. Yeah. And I mean, look how that turned out. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I, Kinsey Mom Collective has given me an opportunity to just fill that cup of mine of writing, but also just producing content. Yeah. Um, you know, targeted at people, either resources or um, that support to make right. them feel less alone. Um, and it's just given me a great outlet to do that personally. Right. I, I just thought that was cool. I thought yeah. that was a good personal touch when you think about why you're doing what you're doing. And yeah. um, you also shared, you know, some, you guys went through some pivotal moments, some shifts, uh, like the rest of the world, uh-huh. when it came to COVID and some other things. I'd love for to just kind of hear you speak to that and how that okay. shifted what you're doing and why, you know? So when Kansas City, it used to be Kansas City Mom's blog, that's how it right. started out. And so that it was very much at the time when every mom just had, you know, a WordPress site and she was writing about her daily oh, life. And they were endless. It was people like ate it up. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, things have changed and we have what seems like less time and less, you yeah. know, interest in reading those things. Um, so we do still have a team of moms that write, but I feel like they have shifted in their content toward um, kind of bringing moms in. So I think that started with COVID and was yeah. really a very big turning point for us because, you know, February of 2020, we were having, you know, one of our best years ever signing, like, we have, you know, customers in Kansas City. So anybody who's trying to reach moms, we right. work with them. Right. Um, it was going great. And then COVID hit. And so some of our biggest customers are attractions that you go to in person. Right. Um, that all shut down. And places then to take your kids, right? right? <laughs> places to take your kids. Nobody's doing that. And then hospitals that were didn't have extra money to spend on advertising. They're now treating COVID patients and they don't have time for anything. Um, And we canceled like our huge community event. It was just like this devastating, you know, week with hard decisions. Um, But then we really pivoted. And I feel like that's where my journalism training came in of we're going to provide resources. So we had 101 things to do during quarantine. We had um, online schools different online resources that you could do with your kids while you're stuck at home and trying to right. like balance how moms can work at home and have all their kids at home. And I think moms are in this unique position of this battle of they were home, they had kids, they're trying to do school, they're trying to work, and it was right. such a lonely place. Oh, my gosh, yeah. And I think we really saw a mission of we can really step in here and fill this gap of come to us, we'll help you, we'll provide resources, we'll – write stories right. about this is how I'm feeling. Are you feeling this too? Right. Um, and so that I think was really pivotal in finding content and realizing like our mission. Right. Um, 
And then later that year, we had, um, you know, social unrest, George Floyd's killing, um, and we were able to use our platform kind of in a similar way, but different of amplifying um, black voices, the voices of black moms, um, awesome. and just different perspectives that people were feeling in the community. And we recognize we have a privilege with being able to reach a large community. Yes, and got like influence. Be able right. to use that um, at pivotal moments to yeah for change or just to su support. Well, it, it, fe it feels like you're, you're really offering community. Yes. <clears throat> and it reminds me of in Hebrews chapter 10, there's this great verse about people coming together. And um, one translation says to spur one another on with love. Mm -hmm. And I think about uh, a mom in every situation, no matter who they are, needs to be spurred on by love. Mm -hmm. Right. And like, we all need love. We're, we're, Creatures who are designed to be and experience love and offer love and give love. And that's who God is. And so in this great, that's what I'm hearing in this shift. The shift was like this community orientation shift, but also mm -hmm. a recognition, a recognition of like, we have an opportunity to do some good, some influence here, yeah. not just, uh, come together for sharing of information, which yeah. is kind of how it started, but then it just really blew up. Well, and I think, you know, social media can be such a vile place. Sure. <laughs> um, and moms, I think, are very guilty of judging each other or, mm. you know, whether it's tired and hormones and feeling, you know, yeah. inadequate, whatever, like spurs judgment. Um, I think moms are very guilty of that. And so I was, you know, sharing with you earlier that I think the collective has, um, you know, when I had my first baby, I was sure like this was the exact way to do it. I read all the books. I was right. certain, like, right. that, you know, I will do this with my child and I'll do this. And anybody who does it any different is obviously not as educated or as wrong. But then, you know, you have a kid, you actually have the baby, and you realize none of that actually applies. Right. You know, my first cried for four hours every night for months. Sure. And so none of the things worked. Um, <laughs> and then I had another kid and it was completely different than the first kid. And then, I mean, all four of my kids are completely different. Yes. And as they got yes. older... I'm humbled over and over and over. And so I think having access to all these moms and hopefully we're providing outwardly the same thing of we're all trying to do what's best for our family. Right. And right. this is a place where you can come and not be judged. And we're going to provide an encouraging and supportive place. Yes. Um, and reject all of that judgment and hate and come together and just be the best moms we can be. I love that. I mean, that just speaks to, I believe, what God is calling us all to do yeah. and to be. And we have a, we have, we have this, uh, ministry here called Share Church, where we're just mm -hmm. trying to share best practices across churches. And, mm -hmm. uh, and it's the same idea. If, if some of our best learning is really peer learning, right? Mm -hmm. Like you learn from your friends, from your, your new community. You learn from where people have failed, right? The most of my greatest learning about parenting was somebody who was willing to say, here's where I blew it. Mm -hmm. Don't do like I did. Mm -hmm. I don't yeah. know if you can relate, but I just, yeah. I remember my wife and I both learning so many things from people who were willing to say, here's where I blew it. They didn't try to put up the front of like, I did it perfectly and I'm doing it perfectly. And mm -hmm. um, <clears throat> as a dad of teenagers, I can just list, I could sit for hours and share with you all the ways I've blown it. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. an everyday process, right? Um, I, I thought uh, one of the things you said was about knowing moms on a deeper level and this um, this intentionality around uh, empathy. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. I'd like love to hear you sort of react to that um, as you think about what you're doing when it comes to supporting and caring for moms. I think it's just knowing. I mean, we have moms share with us in our internal group or sometimes just a message of, oh, wow, I read this and I felt so alone until I read it and here's my reaction to it. Or moms within my internal group who will say, I haven't told anyone this, but I'm struggling with X, Y, Z. Right. And I find that I just have empathy realizing like we're all struggling and we're all, you know, rejoicing in some things, but um, just having empathy for the working mom or empathy for the mom who is single and trying to make ends meet or, you know, it was just recently... You know, we have racial violence, and then you have a mom who's scared to take her, you know, kids to a Lunar New Year celebration because just a right. week ago, you know, a mass shooting happened. Right. And just realizing, like, we're all, we all have stuff. Right. <laughs> and right. Um, just access to that is a unique, I think, privilege. I, I have been, you know, as a dad, my, my wife is better at the uh, empathy. People presume I have empathy because I'm a pastor, and I do. But I don't have it as, as great as my yeah. wife has. It's a natural gift for her. She has this empathy. And, uh, you know, our daughters uh, are built a little more like me is what I've discovered. And, mm-hmm. and so I've been working on this. We need to practice our, our empathy muscle here. Mm-hmm. Like help to see. Uh, one thing I've said, I don't know if you've said this, but is we never know what people are going through. We never know what's happening in their life. And a lot of times that's what might spark a behavior. Yes. And so we're going to give grace in that moment mm-hmm. as best we can, right? Yeah. And I know you've you've personally had some struggles, some some unexpected challenges in your parenting life. And I wonder if there's one that you would share that has just been, you know, a journey for you and and working on it every day. And I just, you know, you had shared something I thought was uh-huh. really beautiful and authentic. And I think parents would would really connect with it. Yeah. Um. So our son, who is entering middle school next year, but when he was home with virtual school, we started seeing just challenges like he couldn't sit still and he couldn't he was starting to lie and all these things that seemed out of character and ultimately um was diagnosed with ADHD and anxiety um and it was such a lonely time in our parenting Mm -hmm. of not knowing being overwhelmed with choices of give him medication don't give him medication take him to therapy you know just all these different options um and just the stigma that can be attached to some of that is common as it is. There's right. some stigma and just seeing him struggle. Um, but I was able to connect with a mom who now is a very good friend who just walked that road mm. two years before of being diagnosed. And then I still, I mean, check in with her almost daily and I'll be texting and saying, do you think this is being a preteen or is it ADHD? Right. <laughs> or how did you know when you needed to right. switch medications? Yeah. And she can, being two years just ahead, can mentor me kind of in that way of, well, here's what we were, you know, tried and it didn't work or what right. did work. Um, and I had shared, so we do take over Tuesdays on our Instagram, which is one of our most popular social media features where we have a mom on our team or sometimes a community member right. take over our Instagram for the day and you just get insight into her life. Um, and so I had done that one time when I was taking and kind of used it as a platform for ADHD, which my pediatrician had actually encouraged me to do when I told her how lonely I felt and said, well, you have this platform. Right. Why not use it? And so when I felt 
you know, strong enough to do that. I did a whole takeover and I talked about our diagnosis and with his permission, I got, you know, my son's permission. Sure. Um, and he'd gone to therapy that day and I had countless messages, emails from people saying, where does he go to therapy? You know, how did you, here's what I'm seeing in my house. Does this sound like what happened in your house? Yeah. And just that like, kind of like, please help me, but wanting that like mom and not that I'm an expert, but it was great to be able to point out resources or just say, like, I get it. Like, I didn't have anybody right. until I connected with this other mom. And it's great to, like, fill that gap. Okay, that's beautiful. Because I would argue that was ministry. Yeah. And that's what was happening is that yeah. there was a Holy Spirit movement in that moment. Uh, the parents that needed encouragement needed to know they weren't alone. Um, it, it, it reminds me of the iron sharpens iron, iron mm -hmm. piece of scripture in Proverbs. It just, you know, says there's this value of when we come together over these yeah. topics and sharing experiences and sharing learnings. This is community. Mm -hmm. This is community and, um, lift it up plus accountability plus encouragement. Um, those, those pieces are just critical in our life. Mm -hmm. I, it makes me think of, um, there's an often something we say in the church is that you mentioned mentorship. And so this idea that we should all have a mentor and we should all be mentoring someone. Mm -hmm. And I think that's a really way to, a good way to live your life. Just to ask that question of like, who am I receiving mentorship from and who am I mentoring? And it could be topic based. It could be which parent do I look to to, mm -hmm. cause I want to be like that parent or which person can I coach in parenting? I think that that's a great perspective to just ask yourself sometime. How are we doing there? Because I know for me, and maybe you would identify, but for me, I was always thinking about who's pouring into me, not my role to pour into someone mm -hmm. else. Um, and I, you know, it's kind of a self-centered perspective for me. And so you have to grow through those moments of like, yeah. oh, I got to pour into somebody else. And so I'm just grateful you, you shared that. And I think there's a value there for us all that vulnerability is a strength of leadership and an opportunity for God to use us in powerful ways. Um, I want to shift shift gears for a moment and just let's just talk about some fun things you've okay. learned uh, in and through the collective, right? Maybe uh -huh. some fun uh, destinations or tips or mom hacks. You shared some fun things that I immediately was like, "Oh, I'm doing that <laughs> with my kids." I thought those were cool. Why don't you share some? Um, okay, so one fun thing I learned this week from another mom was they do an M and M dinner, and so oh, this is good. I'm sure, like, I'm not the only mom who has kids who don't follow manner rules at dinner. Um, and so she puts a little, like, bowl of M&Ms by everyone's plate. Right. And then throughout the dinner, um, if you have bad manners, I get to take one of your M&Ms. And that just keeps going. And then at the end, however M&Ms you have left in your bowl is how many you get to eat for dessert. You get to eat this. So you can't do it often because in, in my house, that would spur lots of tears. Sure, um, sure. But, you know, the parents, like, have fake bad manners so that the kids can take them or to make a point. That's pretty cool. Um, but really, you know, on guard of like, well, is this bite too big? Am I getting an M&M taken away? So I'm, yeah, I'm starting that in my house. Um, another one I learned um, from one of our moms of adult children is I was lamenting about, well, I want to be the house where all the neighbor kids come. There are some times when I'm nursing a baby or I just need quiet that I don't want, like— 10 Wait, boys. You in want my peace house. in your home? For I a know, moment? right? <laughs> That's too much to ask. Especially Sarah. in the summer. I'm like, ah! <laughs> Everybody's here. Um, and so she has a flag on her porch, which is what I'm going to try this summer of your green means you are welcome. You can come in, you know, yeah. 
ring the doorbell, don't ring the doorbell, just come in. This is a safe place for you to play, do whatever. Red, the McGinnity children are not available. Don't even ring the doorbell. <laughs> like, we are off today. Um, and I like that because I have a hard time setting that boundary of I want to be the place. Sure. But I also, like, need that sanity. So I it's wonder, just a symbol. I think that'll work with salespeople or solicitors. <laughs> I remember being told the same thing when we were having kids by uh, mentors older than me. Uh -huh. They were like, hey, you want to be the house mm -hmm. that the kids want to be at? And I remember thinking like, yeah, I do, right? Because mm -hmm. you keep a pulse on your kids. Right. But yeah, I've experienced the same thing. It can get pretty exhausting. You want to like, hey, let's rotate around. Let's take turns everywhere and let's at least give a break. And so we've uh -huh. had to do that with our daughter uh, yeah. on occasion. Like, hey, we're going to be family tonight. Right. You know, which is never received well. No. <laughs> but no. It's what's important, right? Right. So that's cool. You had mentioned something about uh, even just trips, like that they don't always have to be huge and grandiose. And I yeah. think we don't talk about that enough. Yeah, know? we have. Um, in the past couple of years, we've gotten to partner with a lot of local destinations, whether it's a staycation in Kansas City or just a few hours away. Mm. And, you know, our family, we travel a lot and we travel far. I mean, we drove to the Grand Canyon and we're traveling internationally at spring break and we love it. But some of my greatest memories, and I feel like those core memories that I'm creating for my kids, have been at, like, Wichita or Omaha. Right. Oklahoma City. Um, and just experiencing—I mean, it's low-key. I don't have yeah. this big, long agenda. I just have a couple, like, key places I want to go. It's close to home, so it wasn't, like, a lot of work to get there. Yeah. And we do have—I mean, we're driving distance to so many different places. Um, right. And right. So we've been collecting all those. And I'd say some of our highest viewed content is just road trips and we promote it for spring break or summer. Right. But it makes that accessible. That's cool. Without a lot of money or time. Yeah. Plus, you just learn, you know, at least I've already learned from the collective just searching around like some of the resources in the area that yeah. didn't even know existed. And, I, and I've mm -hmm. been here for a while and I think like I know all the kid friendly stuff, but you, you find new things all the time and your writers are sharing about that yes. and sharing how well it went, which I thought is really important because I know when I'm looking at a restaurant or a, a, an amusement park or anything, I'm going to look at the reviews. And in, mm -hmm. a, in a way, the mom collective is kind of giving us that insight like yeah. a review. Right. And we try to not just say, you know, for example, Crown Center, like, it's a great place for young kids, and there's so many different little spots. Yeah. But instead of just listing that, I mean, anybody can list that stuff. Right. But we're going to give you a mom's perspective on how to do that, you know, successfully. So where to park at Crown Center so that you can just roll your stroller right in and not have to go upstairs or the escalator. That's huge. Stuff like that that really can define whether you have a successful outing or not. Right. Especially with a two-year-old. Because you got to bring all the stuff. Right. <laughs> right? Like, yes. That's, I never realized until I became uh -huh. a parent, like, wow, there's so much stuff. Yeah. And moms know that more than anybody. Uh -huh. Right? You guys, yeah. It's, it's just all the stuff. Yes. All the stuff. I thought it made me think about um, in Galatians 6, where Paul is writing that the, the faith community is called to carry one another's burdens. Mm -hmm. And and I know, you know, for you, this is a business but I can sense in your heart. I can tell it in what's being written. I can see it in the writers and who who you're, you're very specific and uh, about who you're choosing and the input and uh, all meant to help share that burden as a community. Like mm -hmm. the burden of knowledge, the burden of insight, the burden of experience, and and the burden of hey, you're not alone. And right. I just think that's really valuable. So I just appreciate that. I want to say thank you as a parent because um, I know my wife has has benefited from your material well, and <laughs> and. 
so anyway, just a, just a kind of a final final thought as we're thinking about um, supporting moms and supporting parents, um, and and in, in any final word you might share just about what your hope for the for the future of the mom collective and and hope hope to continue to create more of. Uh, I'm looking forward to this partnership as we think about it as a church and a faith community of how we can support moms, support parents. We want to be uh, what we're starting to say is with parents. Mm-hmm. And I think you guys have that same mindset. And so any final thoughts you'd want to share? I mean, we just want to keep providing resources um, and community events where we can make life in Kansas City easier for moms um, and less alone. But then also, you know, what drives me is not, I mean, the bottom line is great. The Facebook views and the page views are all great. And that helps, you know, sustain my family since this is my job. Sure. Um but what makes it worth it and makes me keep going is the ability to connect with moms and know that we're making a difference in their lives. Mm. And whether it's making it easier for them to just be a, a mom or a woman in Kansas City, um, whether it's developing pride where they live, yes. um, or just making them a better, stronger family. Yeah. Um, that's why we do it. And that's why I hope we just continue to grow in that way and reach more moms. Oh, I so appreciate those words, and we identify them too. We believe we're the best place to raise a family here at Resurrection, and we want and we want to live into that yeah. hope, that vision. Uh, and so we're trying to do more things to provide support for families, faith formation together. And um, you know, we're we're offering spring break mission trips for families now, and there's going to be some summer international trips and mm-hmm. family retreat in the fall, and uh, even a family pilgrimage to the Holy Land that we're going to move into. Some really, you know, great ways. Um, one of the things that parents can pick up right now on any given Sunday in our program is our Talking Tunes card. And they can take that and they can hook it on their uh, rearview mirror. And on one side are questions for elementary age, another side for early childhood age. And, and they can cue the Spotify list on there and Talking Tunes. So they've got some questions to talk about what our kids are learning on the weekend and also the music that they're singing that uh, they know motions to. And that, that's, that's awesome. just fun. So yeah. that's an example of like what we're hoping to do too. And so I think we're going to learn more from you. And so we're going to continue to kind of read and, and watch the collective and get great insights from what you're learning. And and uh, and we'll partner more together in the future. I, I Thank you so much, Sarah, for, for being here today and helping us uh, really get this thing going as uh, we seek to be with parents as a church. We're grateful for you and your work. Thank you so much.